We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Setting the Pace, your go-to Pacers podcast with Alex Golden and Michael Fachi. Duarte, he knows where the clock is, lets it fly and hits again. Beat him up. Brogdon goes inside and Turner finishes. Warren lets it fly. Yes! T.J. Warren is not human. Stevenson. Jackson the catch. Jackson the basket. Pacers got the steal. Outrunning is Brissett. Pounds it home. Washington again. Five of them. Go, go! Good job! It's it to Taylor. Taylor missed it. Tips it in. Oh, the, pace, the Pacers clearly yeah. won this trade. Yeah. The Pacers clearly won this trade. Dropped it off to Jalen Smith with the poster. Healed. Hotter than fish grease. Halliburton going to slam it at the other end. This is Tyrese Halliburton. Just got here in Indiana. Um, I'm super excited to meet you guys. and super excited to get started here. Go Pacers. Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to the Tyrese Halliburton Stand Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Golden. Just kidding. This is also known as Setting the Pace. That's what you guys are here for. But wanted to get right into things, talking about this previous week and, of course, Tyrese Halliburton. So, look, on Sunday, the Pacers lost a close game to the Wolves. They lost a close game to Giannis after he dropped 50 points in Milwaukee on Tuesday night. But the Pacers took down Kyle Kuzma and the Washington Wizards on Wednesday, getting their first win, Tyrese Halliburton was fantastic in that game once again, just showing why he looks like a future star. But with that being said, Tristan Thompson, obviously, 8-9 that game, really impactful game. He got bought out the very next day, and he is joining the Chicago Bulls, which was broken to us by Rick Carlisle. You guys know all that. Um, I, I thought I should share this real quick, just so you guys have a little bit of an idea of what that means. So, Keith Smith, he does a great job. He came on our show a few weeks ago. He works for Track, which is, does a, just a great job covering salaries and contracts and that kind of thing. He said Tristan Thompson gave up $774,289 in his buyout with the Indiana Pacers. That's roughly the amount Thompson should recoup when he signs a prorated veteran minimum deal with the Chicago Bulls for the remainder of the season. So that means that he gave back $774,289. The Pacers can now use that to either sign Terry Taylor, Dwayne Washington, or potentially bring guys in on 10-day uh, contracts that they have. But 
Moving forward now, let's talk about Friday night's Rising Stars Challenge. Team Isaiah had Tyrese Halliburton on it, and it was really fun to watch him play. The, the, the team made it to the championship game out of the four teams there. They lost to Team Barry, but Team Isaiah ended up having a really good performance here in two games from Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton had 11 assists, eight rebounds, two steals, two points. He was not trying to do anything flashy, but just make the right passes. Um, and, I, and he had a game-saving foul in the first game, put the other team on the free throw line. They missed him. So he, the, the, the team Isaiah was able to come down and get a chance to, to win the game. And they did. So it was really cool. Smart foul by him. But, you know, he said this in a, you know, post event press conference, they need to get rid of the foul uh, free throws. They need to just check it up. And I completely agree with that. No fouls in these all-star games. Nobody wants to see somebody shoot free throws, let alone win that game on free throws. But it was really fun. But in between that game and the championship game, we had the 2022 Clorox Clutch Challenge here. So it was a really unique event. It was a new thing. And so what you had to do is there was like a pair of players together, and Halliburton was actually teamed up with Desmond Bain from the Memphis Grizzlies, Indiana native, and they had to make five shots on the floor from designated areas. So it was like the magic shot, which was like a little hook shot floater type area. You had the Ray Allen corner three at the top of the key. Um, free, you know, you know, not a three-point shot, but it was a very long two. Then you had the Reggie Miller three on the corner, not the corner, um, on the side. Then you had the Dame Lillard shot. That was pretty far out. And so in this challenge, Tyrese Halliburton knocked down four of the five shots. Desmond Bain hit the long three. Desmond Bain could not buy a basket from three, and Tyrese Halliburton was on fire. So Tyrese went 4-4 in this competition. They got it done in 35 seconds, which was the best of the four duos. So pretty cool to see Tyrese win that challenge. You know, obviously, uh, it's just a fun exhibition type thing. So really cool to see him get out there and do it. But, yeah, it was a really good weekend for Tyrese Halliburton, represented the Pacers well, went on multiple different outlets to talk about his trade and how he's feeling. He went on the, he went on the, uh, the NBA Today show. He went on JMV on the radio. He's been other places, Sirius XM Radio, I'm sure. But, you know, it's just uh, it's really cool to see him out there. And then Chris Duarte, unfortunately, was not able to play. He was a, supposed to be a part of the, the Rising Stars Challenge weekend. So, unfortunately, just with that toe injury, was not able to play. But – that wraps up the weekend. Really cool to see that. I'm sure me and Fachi will talk about it more next week, but I'm going to bring Fachi on now for Five with Fachi. All right, everybody, welcome back to Five with Fachi. I'm going to be talking about five post-trade deadline observations that I've seen uh, ever since the Pacers really kind of turned over a new leaf and dealt players such as DeMontis Sabonis, Karis LeVert, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holliday, Tory Craig. Oh, my God, the list goes on and on. Here's five things that I think have become very evident. Number one, Tyrese Halliburton is everything that Pacer Nation has hoped for in a franchise point guard. It took less than four games. Honestly, it, it took a handful of minutes to realize that this past first point guard is the real deal. I mean, it, it's just the amount of assists that he's able to put up is exactly what Alex and I have been talking about when we're talking about a true point guard. Halliburton, it feels like the one knock on him that maybe you could say right now is that he doesn't look for his shot enough, but I'll take that any day because he's looking for his teammates first. That is truly how you can develop talent. That is how if you surround this guy with shooters, he will make it pay off. So Halliburton, two double-doubles in his four appearances as a pacer. I mean, he's looked better than advertised. 
And already, just after four games, this already feels like we are in the midst of something special here. Number two, Buddy Heald could be the three-point shooter that fits great in Rick Carlisle's system. I know initially at the trade deadline, it looked like Buddy Heald could be flipped, you know, again. But at this point, look, we just saw Buddy Heald have 36 points earlier in the week, and he looked electric. He was 8 of 12 from field. I get it. He's streaky. But I just feel like this contract, it lowers by $2 million each year. It's a very tradable contract, but why not let Buddy remain on the team going into next year when if you look at it, there's not that much shooting on this team. So I'm actually excited with what Buddy can, can bring to the table. I think that he's actually shown that he's a much better playmaker than maybe we give him credit for. In his four games, he's had a, a seven-assist game. And then in his Pacer debut, he had an eight-assist game. So I do think there is more to his game than what we saw in Sacramento. Uh, number three, Goga does not fit in this offense. He actually looks slower than a slug out there. Uh, I, I just It became very evident right when the Pacers got Halliburton and they were pushing in the pace. Um, it just felt like Goga could not keep up. It just seemed like the turnovers were starting to build up. That three-point shot has never truly developed. I mean, the guy is shooting 17% from three this year. It's actually kind of hard to find someone shooting worse than that. Um, I, I just feel like steadily we're seeing multi-turnover games and just not enough production on offense that Miles Turner's still out. I mean, at this point, Isaiah Jackson's been out. You bring both those bigs back, it's going to be really hard to find Goga minutes. Number four, now that Tristan Thompson has been bought out, which we all expected to happen. I didn't think it would take four games, but it has happened. Uh, you must convert Terry Taylor's two-way contract into a multi-year deal. I feel like Terry Taylor is every bit deserving to move up into a, you know, a full roster spot right over here. And, and I feel like you can sign him at a bargain rate. I am getting pure flashes of O'Shea Brissett last year where the Pacers were able to lock him up to a multi-year deal that pays him around $1.7 million for Brissett next season. It's a team option at 1.8. Those are absolute bargains right there I mean both those years O'Shea Brissett immediately out outplayed that contract so I feel like Terry Taylor could be that next diamond in the rough that we should convert to a full-time roster spot uh, and then the Pacers can can use that two-way spot to, to find another hopefully diamond in the rough in the G League so Terry Taylor's production right now why not lock him up at a, an absolute you know steal of a rate number five Jalen Smith showed don't let your situation define you that man was unable to receive adequate playing time in Phoenix, but he is flourishing in Indiana. And I honestly think he's going to have quite a bit of suitors because I think he's going to outplay the $4.7 million that the Pacers can give him. This free agency class coming up is not a good one. Jalen Smith will turn 22 next month. There's honestly the list of power forwards and centers in this year's free agency class is horrendous. I feel like he's showing that he's got a lot of upside right now. The the steal, I mean, the trade that the Pacers pulled off was an absolute steal for Jalen Smith. To get Torrey Craig's money off the books and get a second-round pick and Jalen Smith, it's unbelievable. Smith has been a pleasant surprise over here. From an outside standpoint, a lot of people just saw, hey, why did the 10th overall pick uh, from Phoenix get, you know, his third-year option decline. It's a very rare situation to happen in the NBA. Well, it's actually showed that it was Phoenix's mistake. They were trying to save money as DeAndre Ayton heads towards free agency, and that is that could bite him in the butt in the end because 
Jalen Smith has been someone that showed that really only foul trouble can stop him early on as a Pacer, that in his four games for the Pacers, Jalen Smith, let's see, let's go through some numbers right here, 12 points, 17 points, 11 and 8. He's shooting 60% from the field as a Pacer. He's averaging 12 points and 6.3 rebounds, um, you know, just under a block and a steal per game. I really hope Pacers can uh, retain him. But those were my five post-trade deadline observations for the Indiana Pacers. I hope you enjoyed Five with Fachi because it's going to be coming right back at you next week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Great job, as always, there by Michael J. Focci. But now it's time for our Tweet of the Week. This one comes from the Indie Stars Pacers beat writer James Boyd at Romeoville Kid on Twitter. He was in Cleveland, got a chance to catch up with Tyrese Halliburton, and he gave us this quote from Halliburton. It said, that's the goal to be an all-star. I'll be back. Don't know when, but eventually I'll be back, and I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, Halliburton, a second-year player, definitely, you know, has the skill set to become an all-star. And I think the Pacers and the league in itself views Tyrese Halliburton as a future all-star. The 2024 all-star game is in, an, in Indianapolis. So that would be huge if Halliburton could be an all-star by 2024. So in two seasons, two years under the Pacers fully, being able to be an all-star. I think that'd be great for him, be great for the city. And it would just be really cool for the NBA to have a hometown guy representing uh, where the All-Star game is at. So really cool moment there. And I really appreciate that quote that James Boyd got us. But now we're going to hear who the player of the week is. I think it's going to be an easy one here for you. And uh, we're going to hear the rookie report from the one and only Michael J. Fodge. It's time for your Setting the Pace Player of the Week. Brought to you by Smoke and Barrel Barbecue. They put their heart and soul into the food and I would love to eat there every day if I could. Open Thursday through Saturday at 11. Located at Camp Sertoma. Smoking Barrel Barbecue, baby. All good in this head. Smoking Barrel Barbecue. It's smoking good. Let's get ready to rumble! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Setting the Pace Player of the Week. We have a player making his debut for this award, and that is none other than 
Tyrese Halliburton in the four games that Halliburton has played in the last calendar week, also in his first four as a Pacer. He's averaging 20.8 points per game on 48.3% shooting from the field, 45% shooting from three on a healthy over seven attempts per game. Uh, and then I got to say, guys, the most impressive part of it all is his 11 assists per game to go along with 2.3 steals per game. The past first point guard has been better than promised. In two of his four games, he has double doubles, but it doesn't really do it justice because he's averaging 15 assists in those double doubles. I mean, he has been better than advertised, like I mentioned, but also it's just... Man, when he's out there on the court, you truly see that he sees passes that others just simply can't. He sees those lanes. He's making those around him better, and he still doesn't have chemistry with the team yet. So give this man some time, and I truly feel like the sky's the limit. I do think this will be someone that has a 20-assist game, maybe even by the end of the year, if not next year. And I look forward to seeing him in the Rising Star Challenge. So that's where we'll see him next uh, and that is all for the Setting the Pace Player of the Week. Stay tuned for it next week. The Rookie Report, brought to you by Pizza King. Located at 135 and Fairview Road. Call us at 317-882-0340 to place your order today. Pizza King, a proud sponsor of Setting the Pace. The Rookie Report. Duarte inside scores his first NBA points. Now Duarte, his three is perfect. Duarte, he knows where the clock is, lets it fly and hits again. Beat him up. Duarte, step back three and hits his third. That's a tough three too. Now Duarte, another three. Here's a long three. Duarte, got it. <laughs> All right, coming at you with the rookie report. So over on the past week, a little bit, uh, a little bit slim from the, the Pacers rookies as Chris Duarte's week was cut short after dropping 18 points, four rebounds, and three assists against the Cleveland Cavaliers last Friday. Duarte unfortunately suffered a left toe injury just four minutes into the Minnesota Timberwolves game and has not returned since. He will miss the Rising Stars Challenge, but he should be healthy following All-Star break. Truly made no sense to have him push through it. While we obviously miss seeing him out there, I do look forward to seeing a healthy Chris Duarte following the All-Star break. Moving over to another hurt rookie, yet another talented one, Isaiah Jackson. Played 11 minutes against the Cavs last week before he suffered an ankle injury. Uh, he's been listed as questionable lately, so it makes me feel like the Pacers made another smart decision in resting him uh, over the All-Star break so he can return healthy. I really do look forward to seeing Isaiah Jackson catching some Tyrese Halliburton lobs and finishing them. So that it's going to be great to get Duarte and Isaiah Jackson back soon. And then going over to Dwayne Washington Jr., Guys, after Dwayne had been averaging 28 minutes per game in uh, over a four-game stretch, over the next four games, Dwayne saw his minutes cut following the additions of Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald as he averaged just 12 minutes per game and therefore, as a result, averaged 3.2 points per game on just 5 of 17 shooting from the field over the past week. Not the numbers that you want to see. However, shooters shoot and he needs to keep letting them fly. However, 
Dwayne does seem to be a bit of a streaky shooter sometimes. He is honestly flaming hot, and then other times, I mean, he, he's colder than an ice cube. So his best game on the week was a six-point, two-assist game and a win over the Washington Wizards. Moving over to Kiefer Sykes, he appeared in only two games over the past week, one against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the other against the Milwaukee Bucks. He logged just five minutes in that Timberwolves game, but would go on to see 28 minutes against the Bucks, where he scored 10 points, had five assists, and just one turnover. However, he did shoot five of 16 in those two games, and uh, man, the future of Keeper Sykes does not look too great moving forward. I feel like Tyrese Halliburton coming to town has really just, I mean, been the talk of the town. You still have Brogdon waiting in the wings. You still have McConnell, who's out for the year. But it just feels like the odds are stacked against Kiefer to be on the roster for next season. So we'll have to wait and see that. Um, but moving over to a very impressive, I have called him a, a diamond in the rough finding for the front office, but Terry Taylor, after missing the Cleveland game last Friday, my man Terry has responded with scoring in double figures in three straight games, averaging 12.6 points per game to go along with 7.6 rebounds. Guys, he's doing this on 72% shooting. My man, all he does is grind. 6-5, doesn't matter. Inch for inch, this man is banging in the post for rebounds. I mean, he, he truly defies size as a rebounder. His best game on the week was an 18-point, 11-rebound performance on 9 of 11 shooting in a game against the Wizards. I mean, Terry is someone that I love watching him on a nightly basis, but I also want to see him in a Pacer uniform moving forward. That is all for the Rookie Report for this week. I hope you enjoyed and stay tuned. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Awesome stuff there by Fachi once again, but now it's time for our quote of the week. Hmm, you know what? I'm sure you guys have an idea of who this quote's coming from. Of course, it's coming from Ty Reese Halliburton. Halliburton wrote an article in the Players' Tribune. We've read a lot of it on our podcast that we did on Tuesday, but I just wanted to come back to it because, man, it was just so cool to hear Halliburton say all this stuff in writing form. And so he said, I'm coming to Indiana to leave my imprint and help this team do something special. I'm coming here to create a legacy that makes Pacers fans proud. I'm coming here to be the best version of Tyrese Halliburton. Are you kidding me? I'm coming here to create a legacy that makes Pacers fans proud. Oh my, this makes you just excited, you know, to, to finally, maybe I found a guy that wants to be here long-term, you know, Kevin Pritchard, Chad Buchanan have said they think this could be their point guard for the next decade. Can you imagine the years 2032 and we still have Tyrese Halliburton on this Pacers roster? Man, that would be pretty exciting. I mean, it's just there's so much turnover in today's NBA, and I think fans would just love and be so refreshed to have a guy to cling to for the next 10 years. And I think Halliburton at the age of 21 could 
be just that. So I, uh, I really appreciated this quote. I really hope that Halliburton and the Pacers can figure out how to make this a long lasting marriage. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too upset if Halliburton retired a Pacer. I know it's early into his career already. He's only been here about what four or five games now, but I'm just telling you the kid's special. He's got a lot of talent, great leader. I think that his love for the community is going to just grow exponentially over the next five to 10 years. So I think fans that love him already are just going to continue to love him. So Tyrese Halliburton getting our quote of the week, and we're going to close out today's show with our fan of the week. Fachi went one-on-one with Sharon Elliott for our fan of the week segment. And I told you all last week I was planning on being back for it, but man, it was just a very busy schedule once again for Fachi and I, and it didn't work out where we could both be on this call together. So we will fix that for next week. But with that being said, thank you all so much. Mailbag podcast coming to you Monday, uh, potentially Sunday night. So whenever we get a chance to get that up, but we got a mailbag podcast coming to you guys and uh, enjoy the nice week off. There are no Pacer games until next Thursday or Friday, I believe. So it'll be a good one to just kind of a good week to just kind of sit here and relax and not get too caught up in anything. And so, you know, the Pacers actually do not play till Friday. They play at home versus the Thunder, which could be a very pivotal game. You know, both teams have 40 losses. Thunder have 18 wins, Pacers have 20. So this would be some nice uh, jockeying for position here to get a higher draft pick if you're interested in this stuff. So Pacers have a lot of teams that have not played well over the next couple of games. They've got the Celtics have been playing well, but they got the Magic on the road. They're a team that's in tank mode, and then they've got the Magic again. Um, back-to-back games, so they play on Monday, Wednesday. That'll be interesting to look at. Um, so you're just looking at some teams that aren't playing very well. The Pistons this next week. So, yeah, we're, we've got ourselves a handful of games to look forward to, and they got the Wizards again. So you're talking about really five winnable games there. So if you're rooting for Team Tank, pay attention to that. But anyway, I'm going to get out of the way. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Closing it out with our Fan of the Week. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Setting the Pace Fan of the Week. We have none other than Charon Elliott. Charon, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Leaving the day job, uh, as everybody else does usually around this time. Exactly, exactly. We all have that grind, but when we're out of it, man, nothing better than talking Pacer basketball. So I thought we'd start by talking about a little bit of how did you become a fan of the Indiana Pacers? Yeah, so for me, I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, We don't have a pro team there. Uh, I moved to Indy in 2018, kind of followed the team uh, ever since I moved here. But I officially announced my fandom uh, when I added the Pacers Twitter one day and and said I'd become a fan back in 2020 during the bubble. I watched the team over the summer that year and just pretty much been hooked ever since. Hey, that's awesome. Look, I don't think we're in a spot to be – saying that new fans can't come on board. So we definitely appreciate you. Uh, so you mentioned a little bit about the bubble. I, I mean, that brings you back to Bubble Warren. I mean, talk a little bit about how fun of a time that was. Oh, man, it's it's night and day compared to what we've gone through yep. ever since then. Um, it, was, it was just a, a moment in time, man. A lot, a lot of people, unfortunately, poke jabs at TJ. I mean, but if you're a fan, you, you know he's pretty much suffered injuries ever since that time. But while, while that was going on, man, it was just every night you were, you were looking forward to 
just seeing what he could do. Um, and then also you had some role players as well kind of helping out. But it was – I'm not going to kid you. It was all about watching how many uh, TJ could uh, put up each night. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, got to remember him going for over 50 against the 76ers. So, I oh, mean, yeah. I, guess, I guess I'll ask you right there. Given that he's only been able to play four games over the last you know, nearly two seasons, what do you think the Pacers do as he hits free agency? Uh, honestly, I, I see maybe you can get him like on a minimum deal. Um, but I mean, moving forward, I don't know if he's necessarily worth uh, a huge risk, uh, especially depending on what we can get from the draft this summer. We already got two first round picks, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So you know, we could we could go completely young. Uh, if, if you know, we don't resign TJ. So I'm not f- worried about it. But, I mean, if he wants to come back, I, I heard those rumors. I, I say we sign him, but don't give – don't uh, put too much bank into him. Exactly. Look, you always want a player that wants to be here in Indiana. And, look, we know that when he was healthy, he balled out. However, there is a large risk being able to, to commit a multi-year deal or anything that's going to be substantial in pay. So that's going to be something to see if we can get him on the court first. But um, I want to know, what was your thoughts going into this season about the team? Uh, a lot of unnecessary heat on Nate B. Um, I don't think, I mean, obviously, if he lost the locker room, that's one thing. But, I mean, if you look, my expectations were to, I mean, see what we could do this year. Hopefully, guys got healthy. But we started out the season, Karis LeVert wasn't healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really, you know, slowed us down a lot. Uh, Malcolm was out majority of the beginning of the season. I thought we'd at least make the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. me too. Even with this roster. Um, but you know, Karis goes, Karis is not healthy day one. We, we, we really didn't even know that until the season began. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, Karis will be fine. And then TJ Warren, I mean, we already discussed that, but it kind of is what it is. I mean, he, you know, he's still a, a long way and I thought he'd be ready, uh, at least, at least before, uh, the new year began. I'll, I'll stand by. I thought maybe he might miss 20 games and, and then he'd be ready to go. And at this point, I mean, we are well into the season. No sign that he's ready to come back. So, uh, you know, we've made a lot of changes since then. I mean, obviously it hit that one point. Everybody has their different point where they're like, man, this just isn't working out. And the Pacers needed to make changes. For me, it was when DeMar DeRozan hit that game winner uh, against us right on like New Year's Eve. I mm-hmm. knew right then and there, look, we can't keep losing these close games and just turn it around. So what did you think of the recent trades that the Pacers made? Man, um, I, I don't know if I'm in the minority of the, you know, or the majority, but I think majority of people that follow me and I'll follow, they, they love the trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally love the trade as well. Me too. Because uh, people got to realize, I mean, unfortunately it's Indy and it's kind of hard to get the stars to, you know, come here unless we trade for them. True. Um, so we had to with, with Domas. Domas was the guy, but we were only. It was either you were going to trade Domas for, you know, somebody like Ty uh, Tyrese, or you were going to um, keep Domas and trade away maybe Miles. But when Miles got hurt, that that kind of you know you basically had to choose. Like we're probably going to end up trading Domas, who is our best asset anyway. Um, so you just kind of – I look at it as a, a, a true, like, retool or rebuild. And Tyrese is 22. Buddy's, like, what, 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Tristan, 
didn't I really honestly didn't expect him to play Neither did I. at all. But I mean, he's he's a good veteran. You're that's somebody that these young guys can look up to. I mean, he doesn't have all the fundamental skills, but as far as like energy, rebounding, uh, you know, just being aggressive, that's somebody that can mentor the young bigs, and, and they need that. I mean, it may only be a few games that we get out of him. I thought he'd be bought out by now, but you know, he's a good he's a good mentor. He's a true professional. Um, so I, I'm definitely satisfied and with the trade and Sacramento's point of view, they also I feel like they got what they wanted too to pair with Fox. Um, so I, I I'm really looking forward to the future, man. I do think it was a win-win for both teams. I also yeah. love the fact that the Pacers were able to get Jalen Smith uh, and a second-round pick and be able to get off Torrey Craig's money as well as ship out Levert for a first-round pick and an early second-round pick. Uh, so all those moves save the Pacers money. So. I really am excited about the moves that they made in the direction of this team moving forward. Uh, I would say for my last question, what do you think they need to do in the offseason? Man, let's uh, figure out what we're going to do with Brogdon. Yep. Um, for sure. That's I feel like that's number one. Um, and then I don't know what Goga's contract is looking like, but we need to figure out. You know, I think I've seen enough, honestly. <laughs> I, I don't know if he can really yep. turn the corner at this point. You're not alone. Uh, and see if we can get Jalen Smith to come back for $4.7 million. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, draft, the, really, it's all about where we land in the draft. For me, I would like to see us get at least top five, top four. I don't know what the odds are. Nobody really does until they actually call your name. Exactly. Um, but. To get figure out what we're going to do with Malcolm and then drafting the right person and, you know, just are, are we what, can we do anything with Goga? Because I just feel like that that ship is probably sealed at this point. And Miles, I I mean, if Miles wants to be here, I, I have no problem keeping Miles. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If he wants to be here because you still need a big – the games that we've had, You've definitely still, even though they've been fun to watch the last few ones, even though we lost them, we definitely still miss a a true big and shot blocker that can actually intimidate people from going into the lane. That's definitely much needed right now. No doubt about it. I mean, the Pacers, I mean, they just allowed 50 to Giannis. I mean, it's, look, you know, you know Miles can help us out there. I'm excited to see him as the lone big for the rest of the season, whenever he can get healthy, I think that's going to lot. That's going to give us a lot of insight. But you know, you nailed it. Look, they got to figure out what they're going to do at Brogdon. How are you know the ping pong balls going to fall in the lottery? So we'll see. Right now, as of right now, the Pacers are. I want to say they're about a half game out of the fourth spot. So things are very close. We're, we're there, but things can change very quickly. But. Sharon, mm-hmm. I want to thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate your support uh, of the show, of the Pacers, and everything in between. Tell us, every, everybody, where they can find you on social media. Hey, man, I, I don't have behind a ghost name. You know, C-H-A-R-R-O-N and then Elliot with two T's, the number one. Uh, just following me, you know. That's all I do is talk about the Pacers, man. That's 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 my team, man. Um, and then you guys, you guys got a great show. Appreciate um, it. Uh, shout out to you and Alex as well. Like you guys got a great show. I keep up with it, uh, and I'll just keep retweeting and supporting. Well, hey, we really appreciate you, and it's times like this where we know if we can give back in any way, it's having you on the show. So I appreciate you, and at the end of the day, let's go Pacers. Hey, go Pacers, man.